Welcome back to Money and Politics in Delaware. I'm your host this morning, Rusty Giles. And in studio with us is an old friend and current spinning instructor, and my favorite <laughs> spinning instructor. Sorry, Chuck Hall. <laughs> the Hocasin Athletic Club, Bill Freeborn. Bill, tell us about Bill. Uh, good morning, Rusty. It's always good to be back with you again, too. And uh, we always get together and discuss an interesting range of topics. Uh, <laughs> you know, as you know, I run a, uh, an organization called KBF Advisors, and what we are is a management, marketing, uh, and also government relations consulting firm. Uh, we do work in Philadelphia, New York, uh, and here in Delaware, of course, too. Yeah. Uh, it's a com- combination of a bunch of uh, old friends of mine from college that uh, have done different things with their careers as well. And together, we have a pretty good mix of talent that uh, uh, have some fun with too. Oh, that's great. good stuff. Bill, Bill's been on the show before talking about a variety of things. Uh, and uh, when I texted him, we went back and forth just about topics. And uh, he texted me this morning and said, what about pot? And I went, well, that's fine. But we still have to come up with a topic for the show. So <laughs> we were not out smoking pot. But we're going to talk about <laughs> cannabis. You've been on before talking about this topic and some initiatives. This goes back a couple years. Sure does. Uh, and a fascinating conversation, which I think really opened people's eyes. Give us a little bit of the background about the cannabis initiative in Delaware and kind of where it stands right now. Absolutely. Um, as as, uh, as we spoke before, the uh, original Medical Marijuana Act was passed in 2011 in uh, in Delaware um, when under the Markell administration. Uh, it kind of floundered for several years, and until 2015 was when the first of the dispensaries was uh, was opened in Delaware. Well, concurrent to that whole effort, um, a group that uh, that I was involved with and serving as a consultant for was looking at opportunities within the medical research area. Um, and what was put together was a company called uh, Fourth Dimension Biotechnologies to really dive into high-end uh, medical research uh, with uh, data-driven, factual-driven uh, issues, looking more so, not so much from, from the weed itself, but from the extraction, the cannabinoid extractions from the plant, um, looking at the opportunities to mix and match these extracted materials uh, into new drugs, new treatments uh, to deal with Anything from PTSD, which is a which is a strong use in it, to uh, spasticity, to epileptic um, seizures, to a number of different things, and of course the pain management end of this. And yeah, it was were, fascinating, Bill. Yeah. We, we we had this kind of, we we were after spinning class. We we yeah. were talking about this, yeah. and you said, Rusty, there were like you know twenty six or twenty seven different. There's over eighty, eight. over eighty, yeah, and each of them do different things. Mm-hmm. Um, only one of them is really the hallucinant is the, the one that people associate with marijuana, but with the different components, it's from appetite suppressant, appetite enhancement to, I mean, there's so many things. It's a magical plant. Mm-hmm. Well, it is. And, uh, and what's been interesting to see in this is that for the most part, all of this is, is, is anecdotally driven rather than science driven. And that was one of the opportunities that we saw several years ago. Uh, with this, with this, um, unfortunately, that 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 um, program did not move forward due to some uh, challenges on 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 IP that was held by the company that we're working with. IP being uh, intellectual property. I'm Thank sorry. You. No. And no. Uh, yeah. And uh, what what happened then is we put the thing on mothballs. But I don't know whether you saw what happened in Canada on Wednesday, <laughs> but uh, Canada became the first country to go countrywide with uh, uh, with legalization for recreational use. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not a big proponent for recreational use because there's a lot of things that need to be done and found out and worked through and all that stuff. But I am a very, very strong proponent for the medical end of this thing. And that's something that we continue to work forward with. Um, with Wednesday's announcement in Canada, um, what you're going to see is a whole host 
of IPOs now moving into the marketplace. And one of those interesting ones is a company called Dixie Elixirs. Um, Dixie was a company founded in 2012. In fact, it was founded by the nephew of one of my best friends from New York. So <laughs> in typical small world fashion, uh, it was funny. And to make matters even more interesting, the guy's name is Trip Kieber. So <laughs> Trip Kieber, the founder of a, <laughs> of a marijuana a firm. And uh, what, what Dixie Elixirs has done is focused on the area of, of not on the plant itself, but again, on the extractions end and doing, um, uh, you know, uh, candies and and food uh, products and um, you know drinks and different things that are infused with CDB which is one of the strong components in in um, uh, one of the strong cannabinoids uh, and to a lesser degree with THC which is the psychotropic um, cannabinoid THC is I think what most people would associate mm-hmm. with marijuana yeah and interesting you yeah, get from that's the from yeah that's the and th and there's two parts of THC in this. There's the THC Delta 9, which is the psychotropic one, which is the get high piece. Mm-hmm. And that can be carved out of these, um, uh, out of the substance and out of these different uh, um, um, products that, uh, that are created. So it's really, really remarkable, remarkable um, science. And we're excited about this. And I think what's happened though is uh, with the Canadian piece, uh, there's a new interest in reviving what it was that we started to do a little over three years, th- about three years ago now. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited with that. And uh, uh, the outreach has been strong. And so um, a group, uh, actually three different groups have, have reached out to me really within the last six weeks uh, with an idea and with, with, with a look at what we had originally set out to do here in Delaware with an idea of dusting that off and um, kind of restructuring the business plan and moving forward. So excited about that. You know, I know you've talked a lot about the new business opportunities with, with Mike and, and, and with Greg and, um, and with Scott earlier. Uh, but this is one of those things that could be a, a great Delaware opportunity. Yeah. And because I know you did a lot of work three or four years ago, five years ago on getting that legislation passed. And, Absolutely. Um, and it, it was, and now's the time for some of that, hopefully, to come home to roost. It's- Would love to make that happen. I mean, we were on, we were really moving forward nicely until these legal challenges came about uh, a few years back. Has, so. has the technology changed uh, to enhance that the work that you you did on uh, on on the plant? Well, one of the things that we've seen is that this is a rapidly rapidly changing environment. Every day, every day it's different. Um, every day there's new ideas. Um, you know, and I I think I joked with you before about this, but. Uh, I started attending the different marijuana business conferences in 2014, I think was the first one that I went to. And they looked at me like I was a member of the DEA or a narc or whatever, because I think I was the only guy in the room or one of the only, one of a handful of guys in the room that uh, didn't have facial hair and wasn't and was wearing a jacket, sport coat. Now, I wasn't wearing a tie, but, but I was wearing a sport coat. And so I was kind of looked at with a, a little bit of disdain. But it's really amazing how over the last few years that whole environment has changed dramatically and uh now the suits are <laughs> are, more, are more involved but probably no uh, ties yet but no, it's, <laughs> no ties, we don't wear ties but the science is changing rapidly and um is more and more in fact interestingly to note too there was a uh a product that was recently approved by the FDA from a company called GW Pharmaceuticals. Uh, Epidiolex is the name of the product, and it's designed for um, spasticity, designed for epileptic seizures, and all of the different um, uh, you know uses that we're we're anti you know we're we're you know the epileptic epileptic problems then weren't be, weren't treatable by other drugs, and they found remarkable success. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. You know, um, we see what happened in Canada, yep. and that has an impact. But 
it's really going to affect when it starts to affect our markets, mm-hmm. the the stock market in particular. Absolutely. Uh, when you see, I mean, I hear on the radio there are ads for stocks that are marijuana based, and I'm saying that that changes that changes the the landscape dramatically. And we're we're seeing. I mean, we actually just sold a stock. Like I told you we sold Constellation yep. Brands, which had had invested in a marijuana mm-hmm. uh, uh, company that. The market didn't like for whatever reason because right. maybe it you know it doesn't have the quite the growth rate or the short term growth rate that the market's looking for. So it's starting to impact. It's starting to impact everyone's four hundred one k now. And right. That that draws a lot of enough, attention. Interestingly it does. Yeah, but I'll tell you one of the real challenges that's out there really right now, and this is why I'm kind of struggling with the recreational piece of this thing, is that there is no impairment test that currently exists. Much the same. I mean, if you you, you get caught for drunk driving on the highway, mm-hmm. they do a breathalyzer test and you can tell whether you're impaired or not. There's no such test, instant test, impairment test that currently exists. And when you look at the states where um, where recreational use is, is legal, you've seen an uptick in um, impaired driving, uptick on some of the different issues and stuff that mm-hmm. were, um, you know, that we're here. And I, and I will say John Carney's been um, somewhat lukewarm about the recreational piece of this for reasons like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it's a so, challenge. So you can't throw a bag of Doritos in front of someone. And <laughs> no, 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 that doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't work. But I will tell you though, that the company that comes up with that field impairment test is going to do damn well. And you're going to see that on your stock, <laughs> your stock list too. Yeah. So. It's, it's a fascinating business. And I had Mike Quaranto on from the state chamber talking about the pace of change. And we're seeing that now. It's just, it's uh, it's mind boggling to, to see how things, how fast it's, it's incredible. Absolutely. Bill incredible. Freeborn, we're going to have you back the last time that was lukewarm. Now it's getting, it's on the front burner. Hopefully things uh, things move, especially for you and your clients. Thank you, Bill Freeborn. Thank you, Scott Kidner, for coming on, our lobbyist. I know he doesn't like me to say that, down in Dover. Senator Greg Lavelle, uh, go out and vote uh, on Election Day. And Mike Quaranta from the Delaware State Chamber. Thanks. Tune in next week for more money and politics in Delaware.